Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family, and we are so delighted that you've welcomed us into your home. We would love to hear from you, so send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. Well, today our guests again are Patty McGuire Armstrong and Roxanne Salonen, and both these beautiful ladies have written a phenomenal book about looking to St. Monica and her example when faced with children and loved ones who have left the practice of their faith. And this beautiful book is What Would Monica Do? And it's available at EWTNRC.com. And yes, most of the time when we're going through children or loved ones, family members, who seem to uh, question their faith or lost their way, we feel like we're the only person on the planet this is happening to. And so you become like, you silence yourself. You're afraid to speak it and you're suffering alone. You don't have to suffer alone. There is a community of men and women who want to journey with you. And you could go to their Facebook page um, and it helps you to join to say, I can share my heartache with somebody else. And maybe it might not change the outcome, but at least your heart is going to be heard. Mm -hmm. And you certainly want to team up with these women. So what would Monica do? And so this book really conveys consolation, hope, inspiration in the spirit of St. Monica for those bearing the cross. Anybody bearing the cross of a loved one that's going away from the faith? Of a loved one who is away from the faith. Bear the cross together. Uh, Eucharistic Congress 2024. Visit ew10.com forward slash Eucharist for more information. Registering through our link will give you a discount, so check it out. So let's fellowship together. Let's pray together. Let's find consolation together. And let's trust that somehow, some way, God will take evil and turn it to good. He'll take a curse. He'll turn it into blessing. He'll take death and he'll turn it into life. What a great faith we have. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. Welcome back. Well, today our guests are Patty Armstrong and Roxanne Salonen. And these beautiful ladies have written a book about St. Monica and her example when she was faced with children and loved ones who have left the practice of their faith. And they wrote a beautiful book, What Would Monica Do? Have you ever thought, what would, what would Monica do? Who are the saints that can accompany me on my journey as I am bearing this cross? Well, this beautiful book will help you, and it's available at EWTNRC.com. That was great when you just said that. I know that. I mean, the thing of, we're not just reading a book about Monica. Monica will accompany you. Yes. How great is our faith? I mean, I know that, but then you just brought it back. She's alive. It's not She's just a alive. Book. And the She's beautiful alive. thing about our saints and our Catholic faith is when you don't want to pick up the phone and call a friend and you don't want to share your heart, you call down the saints. 
and they will come and they will be your friend in that suffering moment, which is the beautiful thing about our Catholic faith. So young people are leaving the Catholic faith. You're, you've discovered that. What are some of the reasons and the factors that they have decided to just ditch their faith? And do they even know? Sometimes they're just gonna drift off. Do they um, know the faith? A lot of apathy, a lot of distraction, you know, that yeah. we have, uh, and the culture is not supporting the Christian faith anymore. Right. It used to be that you were raised Catholic and maybe you might have drifted a little bit, but you didn't drift very far. And then yeah. when you had kids, you sure came back. Um, but that's not happening now. We we're just seeing, um, we're just seeing that there's more of a tug and it's easy for them to just not pay attention. And because everybody around them is living this kind of apathy too. Now, if they're in the right circles, they're with the, you know, because I have kids all over the board. If they're in the right circles, you get that kind of camaraderie and support where you have Catholic friends. But if they drift off in the wrong direction, then all of a sudden they're not listening to you. And I love that um, what you said about St. Monica because she accompanies us through this book. We really get to know her. Yeah. We're not alone and we really see what her life was like and how did she handle this, that, and the other thing because her life was not, yeah, the, the world was different tech, you know, with technology, but her life wasn't that much different than ours. She had a son who wasn't listening to her. Mm -hmm. and, and so what did she do? And I had a son who was living in sin. Right, yeah. and we in this culture now, it's, it's post-Christian era, right? But it's also post-truth, where everything, truth is up for grabs. What is true? Was that really your truth? No, this is my truth according to me. You know, we were products of the 60s and it was always, well, if it feels good and you're not hurting anybody, then it's okay. But you've also found out that when children drift off, Sometimes it could be a drift off that takes out the whole family. What are the factors in that? Right, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, obviously sometimes people are so desperate to try to keep their kids, keep that relationship going. They don't realize that, no, like you need to be that person that your child will come back to. We need to be the yeah. prodigal father and mother. And, and so just because they're drifting away, let's not be tempted to go there too. Mm -hmm. uh, but that means we have to be called back into Jesus's heart a little bit stronger than, than ever. Uh, again, that, this is a, a, something that can bring us back to God in a, in a big way if we allow it to. So um, I think that's something, you know, speaking of some of the factors too, uh, not to make the internet bad, you know, yeah. of anything, because obviously there's some good things, but think about it. There's a kind of a natural rebellion that kids go through when they leave the home. That is something that's supposed to happen. They're supposed to grow up and use their free will, and God doesn't have grandchildren, right? Every mm -hmm. new generation has to come to God on their own. But now they have the internet who can uh, instruct them, that can instruct yeah. them. And, and I just think, I think there's a breach now um, uh, that between children and their parents. And, and definitely even like um, Planned Parenthood, for example, tries to separate the child from the parent at a very young age, starting in kindergarten. Public schools. That's right, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And so um, they are constantly being met by these forces that are really trying to take them from our arms mm -hmm. from a very early age. And I think some of us were just saw maybe some of those little signs coming, but all of a sudden one fine day or one negative day, we realized that the devil kind of got in there when we weren't looking. And, and well, it's a tsunami <laughs> and it, it, it is a tsunami and it's happening faster and faster and faster. 
all yes. the more reasons why parents need to read this book so they stay encouraged, so they stay in the walls of the church, so they have the sacraments, because we, when our hearts are being ripped out and we are being left for dead by the children that came out of our wombs and sucked on our breasts, it's like, how is this happening? But it's happening. Only God, yes. only God mm -hmm. can come and fill that void and give us courage to stand when we're weak and weary and we're tired and we don't even believe this formula is going to work. We have to trust God and we have to get the sacraments. We have to go to confession. As, as we do, we have to work out our faith with fear and trembling yeah. and take God at his word, right? Absolutely. We can't say, well, that didn't work. Mm. I tried my best, didn't work, and now we have seen people, Catholic parents, going to their child's same-sex wedding. Mm. And uh, I have, uh, my sister was sharing with somebody she worked with, her son had been in the seminary, dropped out of the seminary, and now he was in a same-sex relationship. And the mother starts to sympathize with the son against the church. And we have, um, everything we talked about is in the book. We have somebody who was a friend of mine who shared her story, and on, I mean, we changed the names for a lot of good reasons. Um, and she is such a good example of staying strong, loving right. her son, keeping, maintaining that relationship, but staying strong in the faith, but still giving him the truth and love while not accepting the same-sex lifestyle. It can be done. We wanted to show how it is done. Does it mean that maybe there might be ostrac you know, ostracizing, mm -hmm. um, separation? That could happen, but we need to keep loving, forgiving, praying yeah. that there's a lot we can do. Yeah. One of my favorite, um, one of my favorite quotes from Father Grishel, who used to have a Sunday night mm -hmm. show on EWTN. I only ever had a show on like 10 minutes. I was getting ready, I had it on, and somebody said, I, it was a call-in show, and they said, I've been praying for my child for all these years. I haven't seen one bit of movement, nothing. Mm -hmm. And he said, God will administer the graces at which time they will do the greatest amount of Say good. Say that again. God will administer the graces at which time they will do the greatest amount of good. God's watch keeps better time than your watch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like we, every prayer is being counted. Don't lose hope. Don't lose, you know, if you start running out of steam, get yourself back up to, you know, go to adoration. Right. Read the lives of the saints. Yeah. Our book really is about building parents up and yeah. giving, showing them all the tools. We, we are not powerless. Mm -hmm. But I'm hearing now is that the enemy is not content with taking your child out. He wants to take you out. And the He family. wants to take your family out. Mm -hmm. He wants oh, to dilute yes. your faith mm -hmm. and he wants to take you out. Yeah, because you start slipping yeah. away. You want to have this relationship yeah. with your right. kids and you're human like, yeah, what about these scandals mm -hmm. and what is going on here? And like, mm -hmm. then you can start to slip. But the reverse can happen. I was in um, adoration once praying for, um, Two, two of our kids, and I thought, okay, God, when are they going to come back? I don't ask that question anymore. I mean, you just, it's God's timeline. I okay, can't give him right. a deadline. But I felt him saying to me that my prayers were a net being cast, and when they come back, they won't come back alone. Mm -hmm. And so just think of our prayers as a net. God will administer the graces, at which time they will do the greatest amount of good. We have to surrender our children to God. We yeah. don't know when. We don't know how. But our prayers are going to, they're going to make a difference. This is a difficult thing because you're telling us to pray. You're telling us to intercede. You, you, and then you're saying, give it up and surrender it. 
and you know, it, it, there's so many different lines that you're walking at this time. I think that's part of what the people feel out there. And they've been in different places at different times. Like, how many, when do I surrender? When do I intercede? Is it, you know? This is a daily doing? journey. Mm. This isn't something that ends. And I think that's why both Patty and I have read our book a, a second and third time. <laughs> maybe you wrote it for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe, no, maybe you wrote it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, and, and that is why we also need communion because. Mm. Honestly, I, I just, I've mm -hmm. had a couple of really hard days and, yeah. and um, I, I start right. to lose a, a little bit of hope. Mm -hmm. And here I wrote a book about trying to give people hope. Right. But you know what, sometimes I need that too. Sometimes I need a friend to say, Roxanne, just remember, you know, we're, we're, we're going for the long haul here and, yeah. and, and to try to keep looking up and, and hopeful. That's what Monica did, you know, even when things, she was kind of feeling like all hope was lost for a while there and she had to kind of let go. She went back to her village and she started loving other people. She mm -hmm. started pouring out the, the grace out that she was receiving. Sorrow, right? Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. But she started giving that away to others. And that's another thing we can do. We don't have to sit and stew in our despair, right? Mm -hmm. We can say, wait a minute, God gave us a heart of love. And if our children are rejecting it right now or, or rejecting God or whatever, we can turn around and, and, and find another way to, to use that. I, I recently heard a video from Christine Watkins who explained that um, God has an abundance of graces. And if anyone turns away from those graces, he'll just, it's not gonna go away. Grace doesn't dissipate that way. He wants to bring grace into the world. And so we can receive the very grace that was meant maybe for our loved one. If they turn their back, let us be there. Let us be mm -hmm. receptive to that grace and mm -hmm. not, not let it be wasted. Never wasted. I had an incident with a person in my life for eight years. Now you think, oh, eight years is a long time. You know what, it's not a long time. I've heard from mothers who've waited 20 years, 40 years. So it was eight years and I would go to confession and just pour out my heart to this priest. And he would say, Joy, those are your feelings. You haven't sinned with these feelings, but I wanted to sin with those feelings. And I needed to keep my vices under control that virtues would grow. Yes. And it was eight years. And then one day, it was payday for the tears, for crying out, and for believing God for an impossible turn. And God did it. And it was in an event. And my girlfriend was there who suffered long with me. And she took a picture of it. And it was, it was like a heaven event. But more important than that, God was watching. Absolutely. All of heaven is watching. More important as mothers, all of hell is watching. What are you going to do now? Are you going to curse God? Are you going to shake your fist? And then it's like, oh, no, woman, draw your sword. This is for my child. This is for my family. This is for my loved one. And that's our call. There's, yeah. there's no other call. We could write books. We could have TV shows. Make no mistake about it. You have God's heart, Mary's heart, for the sake of your children. And if not you, then who? No one else is going to stand in the gap and cry out. So it's us mm -hmm. as mothers and women where we have to do that. And you have to bring other women, you're doing this, in this beautiful community and saying, come up alongside yeah. of us. You are not alone. We want to infuse you with hope and encouragement. And you teach us and we teach you the beautiful way of this and journey. And you share one another's pains, which you got enough pain. Do I want to share their pain? But their pain is my pain. And we, because, you know, so that's 
through what you're doing, I mean, you have enough just thinking about your own stuff, and now you got all these other, you know, I mean in a nice way, but it's yeah. like, how much pain can you take? You know, when we were sharing and getting ready to write the book and just kind of formulating it, I said to Patty one time, how long, how mm -hmm. long, Lord, you know? And then I remembered my dad, 35 years away from the faith, and I thought, well, I hope it's not that long, mm -hmm. but 35 years, and those prayers that we prayed for him, they were fruitful, mm -hmm. and I got to see him come back to the church, and I got to see him die a holy death, mm -hmm. and, and, and get to know his grandkids, and love life a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And so, absolutely, those prayers are heard. Do we believe in a God that is gonna hear our prayers, or do we really think that he's gonna turn a deaf ear? Do we believe when we baptize our kids that God is gonna just kinda, is he gonna turn away from them? No, he's gonna go after them. And let's, let's speak a little bit you know, about, we share a lot about seeing the realization. What is it when we don't see the realization? Or that we die before it happens? Or that this person dies? We don't know. You know, so it's like, I, I really don't have a, an idea what's happening here. How do you deal with that? I guess well, it's, it's, you tell me. If you can deal with it ahead of time, that's the best. You know, we had a situation where we did think our son had died. Um, and it turned out he had a seizure and he didn't. But um, you know, the suffering, reading the lives of the saints, it's like, you know what, this isn't going to be just a, a skip in the park, that we have to be prepared, that life is going to be hard, and then we just keep surrendering over to God. We don't know how, when, how are our prayers going to be answered. We can't control life, but we can go deeper in our faith and receive consolation. One of our prayers, or one of our chapters is, worry is not a prayer. It can feel like it is, mm. but it's not. So do something with that worry. If you have guilt over things you did or didn't do, go to confession. Don't be paralyzed with that. And then start putting your energy into um, the stories, the prayers, the fasting, the sacrifices, offering things up. Um, we have many stories, or we have some stories in here of happy ending stories to give everybody hope because um, Saint Bartolo Longo was a Satanist who came from a Catholic family. So how bad can it get? Mm -hmm. um, Father, Father Calloway, a lot of right. people know him, Father yes. Don Calloway. I interviewed him for the Amazing Grace uh, series when he was still a seminarian, and mm -hmm. I thought, whoa, I've just heard the most amazing story. And if you ever read his book, No Turning Back, yes. it's like, he, and when I've seen him, I've said, you were the worst. And I think that's why God picked you up, because nobody can say, yeah, but my mm -hmm. kid is worse mm -hmm. than him. Like, no, he was pretty bad. I can't imagine you being much worse. Um, and then that, that gives us hope. And I also interviewed his wife, I'm mean, not his wife, his mother, uh, Lachita Calloway, who shared mm -hmm. her story, is because I wanted to know her mother's heart. Yeah. Um, and so that really, and St. Monica prayed for 17 years. And I used to think, 17 years, one conversion, like I want, I want to get better <laughs> results than that. <laughs> but then when I listened to our pastor give a, a homily on the feast of St. Augustine, and he said, you know, his St. Augustine's books are still in bookstores today. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, that was an unbelievably, mm -hmm. I mean, that, that conversion yeah. touched, touched all of Christendom, yeah. so. Mm -hmm. Roxanne, we just have a minute to share a word to our viewing audience. There must be tens of thousands you know, of people mm -hmm. that are experiencing what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. What would Monica do? She would love her children. She would invite them over for dinner. She would grieve silently, bring it to God, and realize that God is being rejected more than she is. Don't take it as a rejection. You know, um, so turn your love outward into your family and, and be grateful. 
um, be thankful for and thank God in advance for their conversions. Mm -hmm. I think we can we um, talk a little bit about Blessed Solanus Casey that um, Patty was at his beatification, but wow. to thank God in advance, we can thank God every day for the blessings that He's already got planned for our families. Mm -hmm. Roxanne, Patty, thank you so much for this thank gift you. for this gift to the church. So many of us who are hurting with loved ones that are veering away from the faith. What would Monica do? Uh, go to EW10RC.com, EW10RC.com. Get this book. It will be a great encouragement to you. We'll be right back. There's plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, Father, what did you think about that beautiful conversation with those ladies? Well, there are lots of Monicas out there, mm. and the prayers of St. Monica, I like the comment at the end where her prayers bore the fruit of Augustine's conversion, and her prayers are still bearing fruit because St. Augustine's writings are, and his mm -hmm. life is still bearing fruit. You know, today people still can read his yeah. story, his confessions. Mm -hmm. um, I also thought that I get to be the recipient on the other side of the confessional of so many people's prayers. Uh, them praying for their spouses, praying for their children, their grandchildren, nieces, nephews. Tears, lots of tears, mm -hmm. years of tears. And I get to be the recipient on the other side to hear the confessions mm -hmm. often. And I do. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful uh, yeah. to hear confessions after a few years sometimes, mm -hmm. but sometimes it could be 10, 20, be 30, 40, 50, 60, more. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's one of my greatest privileges. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about some of what was shared by our wonderful ladies today, and I was saying that there's so many dimensions to this thing of, of uniting yourself with your loved one who's mm. falling away or is making a decision to move away, and it's uh, how you intercede, how you pray, yet you have to surrender, you know. And, and so it, I think of the word abide in Scripture. Jesus says, you know, let me abide in you and you abide in me and you'll bear fruit. And that word abide, I don't know if it's in the Greek, or, but it has a dual sense of abiding, standing firm like your feet are in cement, but it can be used abiding as like you're laying on a cloud. So I guess you just have to know what, what God's calling you because there's times you have to fight, you have to stand, and it's time yeah. to say, no, you just need to give lay on me, you know, just give me space. Well, it's reminding me of the, the hymn, Stabat Mater, Standing Mother. Mm -hmm. uh, and that term in Latin, Stabat, meaning Mary is standing firm, yeah. you know, cemented and firm into the ground, you know, at the cross. She doesn't uh, abandon her son. And I think every mother, every person who has a, um, a loved one away from the faith is participating in a way in Mary's grieving her yeah. sorrowful mm -hmm. heart. Yeah. Father, close us in a prayer, remembering especially those whose hearts are breaking for their loved ones, that they don't lose hope and continue to do that work of intercession that Christ has called them to. Sure. <clears throat> Family, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he turn his face to you and be merciful to you. May he show you his kindness and give you his peace. 
We ask Our Lady's intercession, all the saints and angels, especially St. Monica, St. Augustine, to bring your children back into the fold, the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Peace. As we were sharing in, uh, I don't know if it was this show or an earlier show, is that it's not just a book about somebody who's dead. Monica is alive. The saints are alive. You're never alone. You're part of a community of faith, a family of God. And altogether we will intercede and we will pray and we will fill up the cup of suffering of the Lord and somehow we will take that and he will bring life. He will take every evil, turn it to a good, the curse into a blessing. He will take death and he will turn it into life. The enemy hates that. Let's declare that together. God bless you and all of your loved ones. Bye now.